Welcome to the DermVet Podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist practicing in Portland, Oregon with animal dermatology clinics. I'm also a mom of two, just trying to find the balance like everyone else. Let's learn to ditch the itch, cytology, everything, and make derm more fun than frustrating. Well, as I am getting ready to give lectures at Western Veterinary Conference in Las I wanted to go over ear flushes because it is a presentation I'm giving here and then going over the basics of why we need multiple ear flushes in the clinic is really important. So I want to go over why it's important to have certain ingredients, certain ear flushes in the clinic. When I'm going to select an ear flush, one of the first things I ask myself is, is there an infection present? Are we just dealing with some waxy debris with minor infection? Or do we have a rip-roaring amount of raw-shaped bacteria? That's going to completely change the selection of the product that I would use. What type of exudate is present? Is it a lot of dry, waxy debris? Or is it a lot of steamy, purulent debris we get with pseudomonas? Are we worried about something like a biofilm that could make our topical therapy if we're treating infection that much more difficult if we don't get rid of that biofilm? Are we doing a flush in the clinic or are we having the owner do it at home? Or is it a combination of both? And what does the owner have already? If we can work with the owner and see if one of the five ear flushes they've already been sent home with previous veterinarians, if we can work with them to use one of those, if it's appropriate, that instills a lot of trust from the veterinarian into us. We all know that we'll hear of clients saying, oh, I have a whole pharmacy at home of all these different shampoos and flushes. So, you know, if I they don't have something I don't think is appropriate, then I can tell them, here's the reason I need to select this other ear flush for you because it's this ruminolytic and I think we need to break up that debris. But when I can really explain that to them, when I can let them see, I am trying to work with you to see if we can use something we have at home, but I want your pet on the right track, that goes a long way with clients. So as we start thinking about the different types of ingredients or products that are in ear flushes, there are certainly products that have antiseptic and drying agents to them. They help prevent maceration from things like water. It can also help to control microbes. So there's a ton of things this can include, such as alcohol, aluminum hydroxide, chlorhexidine, iodine, boric acid, benzoic acid, salicylic acid, acetic acid, um, epiclean, ear cleansing solution, bivetoquinol are ones that have alcohol in them. And though it can sting sometimes, if there's something like a lot of ulcers present on the ear, it can help to control some infections and help dry out that ear. Say if you have a dog who does a lot of swimming and dunks their head. Though we talk about a lot of active ingredients, that ear canal, that in itself is antimicrobial. So it makes that ear canal unfavorable for things like bacterial and yeast overgrowth. So you will see certain products that have acetic acid and boric acid in them, and they can work really well, especially for yeast, but also for bacteria. 
Then as we move into disinfectants, so say we have a really bad malthusia otitis, um, I certainly will reach for things like the boric and acetic acid. So malacetic otic by Decra has a 2% boric and 2% acetic acid in it. They also have something called malacetic ultra. And I use this one a lot in my yeast cases. That has 2% boric acid, 1% acetic acid, also has 1% hydrocortisone if we just need a little bit of inflammation control with a topical steroid, and then 0.15% ketoconazole. There's also a product um, called Phytoket by, Phytoket by Henry Schein, and that's 0.1% ketoconazole and also has phytosphingosine and tris EDTA. So I especially think the malacetics, and like I said, I use a lot of malacetic ultra because we have the boric acid, the acetic acid, but also the ketoconazole and that little bit of hydrocortisone, which I think in some of these really irritating paritic ears, having that little bit of hydrocortisone can be really helpful. It's probably one of the main things that I use for malacesia otitis. Now, if we're talking about cocci, certainly having a product with chlorhexidine besides the other products like the acidic products that change the pH that can help with bacteria can also be helpful. So chlorhexidine has residual effects on the skin and the hair. So we can assume that there is probably some residual effect in the ear canal as well. It is effective against bacteria and yeast. And if we have dogs who have chronic coxine infections in their ear. Like it just doesn't seem like we can stop something with chlorhexidine or it'll keep breaking out. Then it can be really good option to use that as their maintenance flush. Though often once I get through infections, I'll change a, a certain case to a ceruminolytic. If I have a dog that just always breaks out, then I really like to use something with chlorhexidine for maintenance. The two main products I use for this would be Trisclor, which is a 0.15% chlorhexidine with also Tris EDTA in it. And then there's Malakit plus Tris EDTA, and that is a 0.15% chlorhexidine and a 0.15% uh, ketoconazole with Tris EDTA as well. So these can be really, really lovely if we are dealing with a lot of cocci in the ear. Now for Raji bacteria, this is where I really, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, I really, really suggest using something with Tris EDTA. It is a specific ingredient that can be synergistic with different topical antibiotics that we're using. We also know Tris EDTA has some antibiofilm properties as well. And there's various products that have Tris EDTA in them, several of them being from Decra. So there's Trisclor 4, which has Tris EDTA plus the chlorhexidine. Malakit plus Tris EDTA, which we talked about, has that ketoconazole chlorhexidine in Tris EDTA. There is a simple um, aqueous Tris EDTA flush if you only want Tris EDTA as that main ingredient. And there's also one called Tris Ultra with Keto, which I use quite frequently because a lot of times my rod-shaped organisms in the ears are accompanied by some yeast or they struggle with yeast as well. So having that product with the combination can be really, really lovely just to help um, not only the raw shaped bacteria, but then also the yeast that sometimes comes with it too. And then finally, if we're talking about infections that either are pretty mild or there's really not a lot of infection, but there's a lot of uh, waxy debris in the ear, using a ceruminolytic can be extremely helpful. Ceruminolytics are designed to just basically be good at moving waxy debris, be good at breaking things up, um, and getting it out of the ear. So Duxomycellar Solution by Siva is one that has some phytosphingosine in it and can be really helpful. 
There's two products that have squalene, Clear Odic by Decra and Cerumene by Vetokinol. Now, if you use these products with the squalene, they can be very greasy. So you have to forewarn owners about that. And sometimes I will elect just to use it more in the clinic because of that greasiness that can occur. But it can be still a really great option, um, something that can really break up debris, especially if you're using it in the clinic so that we can control it and rinse it out when we're done using it. Another product I've been really happy with is a one by Vetokinol that's newer called pH Nodix. It has a flexible, longer spout that you can elect to have owners use so they can get deeper in the canal, but it also is kind of more natural and has a little lemony scent to it, which owners seem to really like. Theruminolytics are something I will use if there's just not a ton of infection or if I've just gotten rid of an infection, but I want something more maintenance-based, but I don't necessarily think the pet needs to be on something antiseptic, then I'll use a theruminolytic once a week, once every other week, twice a week, really just depending on that particular animal, just to help clean out the ear to remove some of that debris so we can try to prevent the infections from happening. So the reasons we want to carry different ear flushes are in the clinic are because those different ingredients have different purposes. I'm going to treat a ear that has a lot of um, malassezia, different than an ear that has a lot of rods, and I'm going to treat those differently than a, an ear that just likes to get kind of waxy buildup in it, but we're not really getting infection. So I hope that's helpful going through these different ingredients. It's something that we really want to make sure we're utilizing in a way that depending on where that pet is at with infections, it's okay to change if we need to, but we want to set them up for success and use the appropriate ingredients and know why we're using them.